Hello, and welcome to Dive Into Development. My name is Chris Davis, and we have a great interview coming up with the founders of Fort Mill United. But before we get to that, I wanted to let y'all know that this is the final episode of the spring 2021 season. Dive Into Development will be back this fall, so stay subscribed. Uh, on a personal note, I just want to say uh, thank you to Ahmad uh, for letting me launch this podcast and giving me the opportunity to learn more about youth soccer throughout this whole internship. Thank you to all the clubs who joined me and taught me a little more about your club. It was really cool seeing all the unique stories and different philosophies on how different organizations do youth soccer. And also thanks to my fellow interns. It's been really great to get to know both Destiny and Amir over the semester. And uh, I've really, really enjoyed this internship. Uh, I'm looking forward to this Saturday and Sunday, our final uh, week or game days of uh, the season and volunteering to Matthews one more time. And I know the league is really excited to host the inaugural state cup next month and, uh, you know, get the opportunity to see some league teams compete for a chance at us club nationals. Um, yeah. Thank you listeners for listening. I really appreciate it. And, uh, without further ado, here's that interview with the Fort mill United founders. And joining me now are the co-founders of Fort mill United. We have Jeff Bochamp and Rob Dolan. How's it going guys? It's good. We're great, doing great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I appreciate y'all taking the time to talk with me today. Uh, y'all are my first, other than with the uh, interns, first uh, two people that I'm interviewing at the same time. So this should be interesting. Um, so, so I usually like to start these off by trying to get to know who I'm talking with better, kind of figure out y'all's soccer origin stories. Like, how is it? I, I'd like to learn from each of you how you got into soccer and really what brought y'all together to form Fort Mill United. Whoever would like to go first. I'm going to let Rob go first. He's got a little bit more unique soccer background with his playing time and experience. So he, I'm going to let him start. All right. All right. Well, Chris, I, um, so my dad was from Dublin, Ireland, and my mom was from Glasgow, Scotland. So I think I had a soccer ball on my feet probably when I could start walking. So um, uh, my dad was a big uh, uh, soccer player. He played uh, in the League of Ireland uh, for Shelburne, played professionally, and um, he did have a, a, a trial with Manchester United, and then he immigrated to the United States, and he played semi-pro in, in the Chicago area. And then uh, um, as we grew up, he, he was playing till I think he was probably almost 63 or 64 years old. He finally had uh -huh. to stop because he needed his hip and knees had to be replaced. So he, I think he took that as a sign from the Lord that uh, he needed to stop. <laughs> now he just golfs. But so I've been involved in soccer with some respect since probably five years old and played club up in, in uh, the Chicago area, played uh, college at an NAIA school and um, got married and kind of took some time off. And then when my kids started growing up, you know, uh, becoming of age, they started getting involved in rec programs and started coaching again and kind of picking it back up. Hmm. And um, so, you know, I've been in this area since 2012 and um, it was probably when my, when we all moved here, my son started playing, you know, uh, rec and stuff. And then about eight, he, he never really had a great desire to play club or anything like that about it. But age 14, 15, the, the rec programs were ending and, um, uh, that's when he, he wanted to keep playing. So there was no other kind of record program. So he said, Hey, we'll start our own club. And Jeff had been uh, coaching at another uh, rec team and we had kind of got to know each other uh, as, as our teams would compete against each other. And we, we just, I think uh, a, a good friendship developed 
and we just started talking about things and, and uh, Jeff has probably a little different perspective on, on things, but we just kind of were looking around for, for soccer options for our kids. And what we saw, I, I, at least in my opinion, um, I just thought, man, we, we can do better than what, what the options are. And, and there's no criticism against any other clubs or big clubs or anything like that. It just didn't feel like, felt there was like something missing in our area as far as a, a, a soccer option for kids. And so, um, uh, like I said, I've been, like, I, I've been playing for, for quite some time. I just finished my C license. Um, I still play over 40 and over 50 leagues. So it's, it's a real passion for me. And my dad, as I grew up, my dad was, uh, coached me and, and, uh, you know, so I kind of, sometimes I feel like I'm doing my, my father's business and kind of a, a legacy thing. So that's kind of my story. And I'll, I'll let Jeff take it from there and share too. Yep. Sure. Uh, Chris, did you want me to give you a little bit about, about my background then? I guess? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I'm going to be the first to admit mine's not as rich in as probably most of the club directors or guys that are now in club soccer. I mean, I, I, mine was a very basic, simple, traditional path. I mean, I only played soccer up until, until my middle school. Um, <clears throat> and soccer was so much different back when we were growing up here in the States versus elsewhere. I mean, it wasn't nearly as popular as it was. It was, I remember back in the 70s, uh, soccer had just started getting popular and it started getting a foothold in some of the, the sports. So, you know, the extent of my background is playing up through middle school. And then I just um, kind of lost interest or I just kind of realized that, hey, maybe this is my, not my strength. So I actually switched sports altogether. But I never, never let, lost the passion for wanting to watch soccer. I just went a diff, different route. So um, fast forward when I got married and so forth, started having children. That's when me and Rob started seeing each other on the rec side. Uh, I coached for many years with my oldest son, who's now getting ready to progress going into college, um, coaching rec. And then he also uh, participated in the club soccer as well in this area uh, mm-hmm. for discoveries, played for uh, Charlotte United before they got uh, bought out by CSA and so forth. So um, I kind of took a different role where I just kind of watched and learned mm-hmm. from what was being, how the organizations were being run, what the coaches were doing, how they were running their sessions. And so that really piqued my interest to maybe get back into it, not from a selfish standpoint of for, for my son, because he was older, he was already starting to play middle school. And when me and Rob formed the club, he was already in high school. So my window of opportunity to be able to coach him was gone, so to speak. But then me and Rob kind of both agreed that looking at the overall, let's say, theater of soccer clubs and so forth, <clears throat> we just wanted to explore and maybe see if we could develop something different. Hmm. In the way of, you know, club soccer, um, it's a money generating sport. And, it, and if anyone tells you it's otherwise, then I would just agree to disagree with them. Mm-hmm. Me and Rob took the toll, took the, ter- the the idea of we're not in it for the money. Uh, we both have full time jobs. Most, if not all, of our coaches have full time jobs. 
we want to do this because we want to do it for our, our community and, and the kids. And we believe very strongly that there are definitely talented players out there that uh, the entry, the barriers to entry was financial. Mm. So we wanted to somehow come in, streamline the process, take a lot of the overhead off and just kind of define the program, define the, the club is we're going to do what's right for the, for the community. And Hey, if it succeeds, great. Uh, if it doesn't, then we gave it a chance. And, and so um, that's kind of how we started. And, you know, my background is um, I also got very much passion and passion about it. Uh, my cousin who coached on the female side in college for probably 20 years, she gave me the opportunity to start coaching for South Carolina ODP. Mm -hmm. I'd already gotten my, my e-license at that time. And so she gave me a valuable tool, tool to uh, start learning from other college area college coaches. And that for me was invaluable watching collegiate coaches coach. And I was their assistant coach had no problem with that. I mean, coaches were 20 years younger than me and I had no problem learning from them. Um, mm. And that's really how it started uh, for me to be able to learn, grow with my ability. And, and I'll be the first to say, and probably just like Rob, listen, I don't claim to be the best coach. I don't claim to be the smartest coach, uh, but I will basically all in on what I can do for the coaching and for the kids. So that's a little bit of my background. So I had a couple of moving parts that kind of all came together for me personally. And then one of them was meeting Rob. So we kind of, mm -hmm. we were mutual, respectful of each other on the field uh, when we were coaching rec and started kind of hitting around the edges of, Hey, what, what can we do? And it kind of just took off. I was <laughs> saying we very simple too. nothing extravagant, nothing over the top. It was, uh, basically one team when we started uh, a couple of years ago. Wow. So I, I'm curious though, cause you, you mentioned when you were a kid, you kind of switched from soccer to another sport. Was it your son playing soccer that kind of reignited that spark for you to get more involved and learn coaching and things like that? So you could coach him or. Um, to be honest with you, I, um, yes and no. Um, I was able to coach him at the rec level, um, up to a certain age, like Rob said, both of our children are, are the same age. His mm. oldest, my oldest son are the same age. Um, and when it first started, I just wanted to go back and get my licenses and learning more about coaching just to help my local, the Fort Mill Rec Department. I yeah. wanted to be the best coach I could for the kids playing rec. That was my very simple goal was mm -hmm. how can I learn? How can I get better? So then I can take that for, again, all those rec kids that will never play at a club level even. I want to at least expose them to some form of club level training sessions that I had been learning. So that was my reason to get into it is I just wanted to show kids and give parents an idea of they were always wanting to know what was a club level training session was. Then I would come up and we'd run it and, you know, Sometimes it would go well. Sometimes it would be a train wreck, uh, you know, because of the level of the talent of the kids and all that. But it's not that they weren't trying as hard as they could. So um, 
but I just enjoyed it for that reason, I'd say. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I was just kind of curious about that. And so basically you guys meeting through rec soccer, you felt like there wasn't quite the level in Fort Mill that you wanted for the kids. So you guys decided to make your own. That sounds like what happened more or less. Just a different aspect of it, I would say. I mean, I mean, Charlotte Independence or Discoveries back then, they were they're definitely still around. So, mm-hmm. and that's like Rob said, it's not knocking their program or how they do things, and so forth. We just wanted to do something different, mm-hmm. you know. So, is that, is that right, Rob? You think? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, how would you say you do things differently? <sighs> Rob, you go. I just finished talking. Rob, you go ahead and go. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, well, one of the things we do um, is we're very transparent as far as finances. Mm-hmm. Like um, uh, parents can go on our website, and we've got all our budgets budgets posted, and we show how much how much they're paying for coaching fees, how much are they paying for the field rental, how much do our champion league uh, fees are, how much do we pay for tournaments. So all that's really wide out, right out in the open. And parents can really see, you know, wow, you know, it's really uh, nice because a lot of clubs don't do that. They they just say, here, pay this amount, take it or leave it. And right. we wanted parents to, I guess, accountability, like to let them know, hey, we're, we're, we're doing this as affordable as possible because, you know, we don't think people should have to take a small loan or mortgage their house to, to play club soccer. Mm. So I think that I think one of the great things for us was uh, the first year we started, we, we had the one team and we were having, we were having a hard time finding teams that would play us because most, most clubs were either part of North Carolina soccer or South Carolina soccer. So when we found about the champions league, it was a game changer. You know, we, we um, were able to go play locally in Matthews and um, you know, we could play two or three local tournaments and a lot of parents that were doing club, uh, that was just like a breath of fresh air with them because they were traveling down, you know, if they were part of independence discoveries, they were having to travel down to uh, Charleston or, or Columbia or Spartanburg area every weekend. And same thing with some of the Charlotte based teams, they were going to have to go to Hickory, Asheville, Raleigh every weekend. And, and, you know, they've got a hundred thousand miles on their car in, in one or two years. So, <laughs> so for us, it was kind of just a, uh, I don't want to call it luck, but what, finding the champions league was just a great benefit for us. It helped pull everything together that we were believed in. And it, it, it just kind of aligned with what our belief was that, you know, we can offer Charlotte's a big city. We can offer a great competitive club soccer at affordable price without the traveling that, that you have to do with some of the bigger clubs. I think those were some of the, that's some of the key things. And Jeff, you can jump in if I've forgotten anything, but those are kind of the major points. Yeah, I would I would I would agree with Rob. I mean, um, with my son playing club soccer for several years, I know that as a parent, I got burnt out of, of for the most part traveling. And he was part of South Carolina youth soccer, so we, there would be weekends that would be we'd go down to Florence, South Carolina, or Columbia, or Greenville for one for one day and so forth, one match. So, you know, and Rob is correct. I mean, some things are just luck. So. Mm-hmm and fate. So we got very lucky that we found and started hearing about the Carolina Champions League. So that kind of fit into at the right time for us to be able to expand and be able to offer more teams. And so, so to speak, the locality of the games is huge. I mean, 
to be able to offer the parents to be able that with even with multiple kids playing in our club, the ability to go to Matthews or one set location while watch both of them, they're not dividing and conquering. They've got them both there. That's huge. The money mm -hmm. of it is we just don't, we just feel that club soccer has gotten out of control here in the States. And so we don't pay ourselves a director's fee. We don't do a lot of things that's probably practiced in the other clubs and that's fine. We just don't believe that. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, and other clubs might look at us and say, well, you're crazy for doing it. Well, okay. Well, you, you know, that's fine. Uh, but the locality, the money, the transparency, and we still offer the, I feel, in my opinion, very top quality licensed coaches that you would, that you'd found in other clubs, maybe not the same experience. Maybe those club coaches have far more playing experience than some of our coaches. So I'm not going to say we're apples to apples on everything, mm. but that's just some of the unique appeal that we, we have. And we also are very approachable. Um, as I like to tout that I, I hope that I probably, since I'm the voice director, I could probably walk up and at least talk to 80 or 85% of my families. And I know them and they know me and mm. I know their son, so to speak, instead of, me always being hidden and I coach a team and so does Rob. So it's just a lot of little things that we just try to change and tweak and, and just do the right thing. I would say by the families, um, cause the, we're living in the same community as our players and families. And so I want to be able to see them in a grocery store or wherever and have a good conversation with them and not go down another aisle or go someplace else. Think that like there's some issue or something like that. So, uh, just just little things, I would say. Okay. Well, one thing you just mentioned there is that uh, you, uh, Jeff, are the boys director and you, Rob, are the girls director. And that, that was one thing I noticed. And this is, uh, if y'all have watched any or listened to any episodes, I am very much new to youth soccer. I never played growing up. I played basketball growing up, um, but never like at a club. It was just at school. But um, one thing that I'm curious about is I believe y'all are the only – club and the league that's listed like as far as like when you look at like the head people usually there's like one executive director whereas for y'all it's a boys director and a girls director and i was curious is there like are, are they kind of separate or is it just kind of a divide and conquer type of situation like with you guys uh i think it's um we're definitely separate you know but jeff and i are i mean we talk probably once a day and we'll bounce ideas off of each other. And if there's issues with the girls, you know, that's, you know, I'll go take care of it. If there's issues with the boy, Jeff will, will take care of it. So um, I think we work well together and, and I just don't, uh, there's never been that, Hey, I'm, I'm the chief and you're the second in command. We just don't have that viewpoint or, uh, you know, uh, ego, I guess that one of us has to be the, the chief. Um, uh, I drive a lot for work. I'm on the road a lot. So, uh, Jeff's, uh, works out at home a lot. So he, he'll do a lot of the admin stuff. Sometimes I'll do more running around stuff. So I think we just work really well together. We've got a couple of people on our board that we, you know, meet with and, and talk to. So, but, um, it helps us. I think it's a benefit for us because it, it helps us pivot quickly on issues and we can do things quickly or change things that a lot of clubs, that are mired in, in bureaucracy and, and, you know, leadership, uh, heavy, top heavy leadership that, you know, they need to 
it's like an act of Congress to change something, whereas mm. we can pivot really quickly and and make a change and and not miss heartbeat. So. Okay. Okay. So, when when it comes to kind of uh, like club wide type of decisions, that's more for the board and as well as you guys. Um, especially me and me and Rob will make those decisions, and then we can pull in another board member if we need to, but. Um, with me and Rob, he's, he's, he's basically correct. I mean, there's no egos here. I don't have anything to prove, neither does Rob. Um, we're in it for the overall well-being of the community. So, and at this point, we've been doing it for a couple of years. So there's not like, there's not a lot of curveballs that's going to be thrown at us or things that we haven't already encountered that we're going to really need to talk about. If I'm understanding your question correctly, I mean, we kind of like Rob said, we we talk to each other a lot. And so most of the times, I don't know what's going on in the girls' division or most of the time, I'll brief him on the boys' division, kind of how everything's going. And if we do need to make a club decision, hey, how do we want to do this? Or let's say, for example, we want to enter a different tournament next fall, which is what we're actually talking about now as far as how we do our budgets, what are we going over you know, dealing with the, the Carolinas, need, the, the new format that they're going to expose to us on the leagues and how we do the games. So we'll probably, me and Ron will sit down with, with uh, some of the other coaches and say, hey, um, we've done two tournaments, you know, each season, fall and spring. Mm-hmm. We keep them the same. But do we want to do, do something different? So we'll throw that out there. And me and Ron will make the ultimate decision. But we also want to get buy-in from our coaches uh, all our coaches are grown adults. We expect them to act like grown adults. We're paying them to be grown adults and coaches. Um, and they'll give us our feed. They'll give us the feedback. Hey, we like going here at this location. And I didn't really like it there. But, you know, I mean, ultimately, it'll be me and Rob. We'll say, hey, um, if we need a deciding factor, we'll call someone else in. But most of the time, we, we kind of, you know, we'll, we'll give and take a little bit if there's anything that really – but I, I can't remember anything really that me and Rob are hard set on. Like, no, I got to have it this way or no, I can't have that way. Or, I mean, it just, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's no, there's no sense in doing that really. If you're doing it for the club, then you should be able to adapt and change, you know, and not be, I shouldn't be setting my ways all the time and neither does Rob. And I don't think we are. Hmm. I mean, that, that sounds really awesome to me. And uh, the reason I wanted to ask is because, like I said, it, it appeared to be unique because just about all the other clubs that I've noticed, at least it seems like there's a executive, whereas I didn't know which one of you two to contact um, to, to do an interview with, because usually it's, you know, one-on-one, uh, but it sounds like y'all just have kind of a, a good partnership going on. It kind of makes me think of this might be totally random, but uh, the Cohen brothers, uh, they direct, I don't know, I don't know if y'all are familiar with them, they're directors uh, for movies. Uh, my favorite movie is the big Lebowski and they, uh, worked on that. And when they're listed as credits, one sometimes will take credit as a director, one as a writer, and then they'll flip flop it for other movies. But really it's both of them doing everything and like they're kind of in sync, but of course they're brothers and you're not, but they'll kind of act like it as far as how you direct a club. It sounds like. Yeah. Wives probably think we are sometimes as well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that, that sounds like an awesome working relationship to me. Um, yeah. so, so y'all have mentioned a few times, you know, about, you know, certain things like transparency on pricing, 
and doing things to cut down on pricing. And I noticed looking at your website that you guys are a, a 503, a nonprofit. I can't remember the exact the, the yeah, term, but right. a nonprofit organization. I was wondering how, how does that work exactly? I think you mentioned before, y'all don't take any sort of director's fees or anything like that. Yeah, well, most clubs are a nonprofit organization. It's mm-hmm. just a way to to uh, label yourself as a business. But it's, you know, basically as a nonprofit, what you take in is what you take out, so to speak. You have to spend everything on the club, club, club processes, coaches, and or the kids and the players and so forth. But most clubs are 5013C organizations. You'll find that. Uh, okay. There's some out there that's a for-profit soccer club, but most of them are not. Most of oh, them are okay. for-profit. So, um, but, you know, those figures are available to any club. You can request them and go pull them, so to speak. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was something unique. Sorry, go ahead. No, I think for us, part of it too was when we did our 501c3, it was for a couple reasons. I think we, to open up an account, we needed to, to do a 501c3. But I think one of the bigger things is we have, uh, some of our parents are, are pretty wealthy and we've got some businesses uh, that have wanted to join with us. So they wanted a, a, an outlet to give scholarship money uh, mm-hmm. for maybe kids that can't play, you know, can't afford to play. And so part of that is the 501c, they get a, a tax donation. So we've had some parents that are like, Hey, you're, you know, I used to pay this amount at this club. Now I'm here and, and uh, I, I want to give extra uh, to cover somebody that maybe can't afford it. You know, so that, that was a big component too, for, for us doing that. We've had some businesses that have also donated uh, anonymously to, to uh, provide, you know, opportunities for kids that can't, you know, afford it. Cause club soccer gets expensive, <laughs> you know, yeah. even if you can do it cheaply and affordably, it's still, it still adds up quickly. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, so how would y'all say y'all measure success on and off the field? That could be for an individual player or for a team. How would y'all say y'all measure that success? Rob, you want this? You want me to take it from my side? You go ahead. I'll, I can answer after you. Um, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, if the player's happy, and if their parents or family's happy and the players learning more about soccer and you can see it progress from when we start in fall till the end of almost right now in spring, if all those three check, you know, check boxes are checked off, um, then it's a success to me. I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, we're talking about U10, U11, U12, U13 club soccer, um, I mean, would it be nice for, for these kids to go into the next level? Absolutely. And we want to do that for them some, you know, in any way we can, but at, you know, at young ages, as long as they're having fun, that's what you're taught as a, as a soccer coach, when you're going through your licenses, the main aspect is, are, are the players learning? Are they progressing the way you hope they do? Um, and are, the, are they having fun? Because at the end of the day, if the kids are not having fun, they're going to leave. They're going to go either to another club or they're just going to choose another sport. And, um, and also, if the parents are happy, if the parents are seeing the progress, 
um, you know, that's another key factor because at the end of the day, they're our customers. You know, uh, we're we're giving them a product and service. They're our customers. So just like any other business, we want them to um, be satisfied with the product, which is their child learning soccer and getting more for their money, getting what they, they, they expect out of it. So, but, um, you know, I mean, that's, that's my success is if I could see a kid and my example of, I, I've been coaching a, a, curtain, a certain couple of kids now for two years and some of the progress some of them have made in two years is amazing. Now they have put in a lot of work on their own too. And we tell them that, say, Hey, we're not going to be able to develop you the way we know you need to just seeing you two or three times a week, but to see them get inspired and to do it on their own and to put in that extra work at home and maybe going to camps during the summer. And then to come back and you look at me like, wow, where did that's something new you just, you just did. And they say, yeah, coach, I was, I've been working in my backyard for 30 minutes a day and so forth. That's, that's success. I mean, that's, that's perfect. That's all you want. So that's from my standpoint of view. Hmm. Rob, you more or less agree with that? Or you got anything else? Yeah, I, I definitely, Jeff hit the nail on the head uh, pretty, pretty squarely. I mean, one of the best things I, like I, we had a recent, we had a, a party where we at, at my house where we viewed a VO, we have that VO camera that records it. So we recorded a game and we had a pizza party and, and we showed the game and, pointed out some things they done, but the girls got to play games. They got to hang out. They're laughing. They're going to practice. They, the girls on my team, they, they really enjoy each other. Uh, they were at practice the other day. We're doing hard drills and they're, they got a smile on their face and you're like, man, I'm working to your death and you've got a big uh, grin on your face. And, and um, you know, I think part of it for me is, you know, I, I had so many great memories growing up with my dad as my coach and in playing college soccer for me, they, they won't remember the score of the, you know, the, uh, the, the game at Matthews last two weeks ago or two months ago, but they'll remember the season that they had great fun and they built great friendships with their teammates. And to me, that's, that's the greatest thing. I, I, I ran into a guy a couple of years ago that my dad coached and, um, he's an, he's a successful attorney in the Chicago area. And, um, he, he told me, he's like, Hey, he goes, your, your dad helped me get through law school. Uh, and I'm like, well, what do you mean? He helped you get through law school. I'm thinking to dad, my dad was a blue collar guy. I'm like, did he have a slush fund on the side that he never knew that we never knew about? But, and um, he said, you know, he goes, um, he goes, you know, your dad used to get on us and, you know, he'd, he'd, he'd say, uh, the guy's name was Jessica, Jessica, get your beep, beep, beep in gear, you know, and, and, uh, and he'd get on them and stuff like that. And he said, when I was in, law school he goes i'd start feeling sorry for myself and he goes uh all of a sudden i'd hear your dad's voice in my head saying jessica get your beep 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 in gear and he says i'd stop feeling sorry for myself and I, i'd go ahead and get the assignment done for law school and he goes it helped me graduate law school and so that's just a great impact that that has really touched me and kind of guides my philosophy when i'm dealing with the girls out there i want them to have some kind of memory that some kind of thing that they grow up that they remember Fort Mill United when they grow up and and you know when we see them years later they they said hey we really loved when we did this and we had great memories and then that inspires them to maybe go into coaching or maybe to mentoring you know 
younger kids or, or, you know, when they grow up. So if we can inspire them to do that kind of thing, it's, that's, man, it's icing on a cake, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, that, that, that's awesome. I love that story, uh, with your dad and that guy at law school. I mean, that, that's another common thing I've seen as people talk about inspiring, not just on the field, but off the field, becoming better people. And that's great. You guys are doing that. So that's pretty much all the questions I had prepared more or less. Is there anything about Fort Mill United that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with our listeners? Jeff? (laughs) Um, I don't think so. Um, I mean, we are, we are who you, who you see we are. Mm -hmm. Um, you can see all the coaches, and we're going to be updating our website. You can see all the coaches, who they are, their background. You can see them on the field. Um, we're just parents that love the game so much that we've taken it to the next level and invested our time and money and energy into becoming better coaches. But at the end of the day, we're just parents. And, you know, I've got three boys. My oldest is going to college. He's probably going to play club soccer there, maybe if he's lucky. I've got a youngest one that's in our club, but but I haven't coached him. Um, It's just uh, we're – we want to be known as a local club soccer for our area. You know, we're we're never going to want to get too big. Uh, we won't, it's mainly a family oriented club. I know that most of our teams, the parents, they get along real well, well, because their kids go to school together. They work and see each other in the same environment and in the greater Fort Mill TK area, as they get older, they play against each other in different middle school and high school teams but they come back and they still, you know, so it's, it's the same as what other clubs do. We just don't have as big, biggest footprint out there as most, some of the other clubs, because we, I feel like if you, if you get too big, you lose sight of what's really important. Hmm. And so if we can maintain the number of teams we like to have around 15, then we can always have that intimacy with the players and the families and they can always contact us and we're not hiding behind an email or anything like that. Um, But, you know, um, we're just the local club soccer uh, organization that's trying to do the best we can and We'll never claim to be the smartest guys in the room or the fastest or or whatever, but we will we will run this club with the best integrity and honesty as we can. And that's I think, and I'm not saying other clubs don't, but I can look at any parent in their in their face and tell them with honesty and integrity what we're doing and what's what our intentions are. I like it. You guys are trying to maintain that uh, personal connection by not getting 
too big, getting at staying at that right size to where you can still connect with them and give them the best that you can. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, Jeff and Rob, thank you guys so much for taking the time to talk with me and, uh, thank you listeners for listening. And, uh, my name's been Chris Davis and you've been listening to Diamond to Development. Mm-hmm.